Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. As a qualified nutritionist, I'm here to strip away the nonsense and get down to the bare essentials of nutrition and wellness. Join us as we debunk myths, chat with top-notch experts, and serve up practical tips that will leave you feeling empowered. Get ready to uncover the naked truth about living your healthiest life. Let's undress. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me. I have Kelsey Akers. Kelsey is an NLP practitioner who helps people to reprogram their subconscious mind so that they are actually able to live a life that is truly aligned to them and their values, which is just incredible. So welcome, Kelsey. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. That's honestly like a better intro than I could have done myself. That is exactly (laughs) what I do. So thank you for that. Yeah, very excited to be here. So good. Did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your own journey that you've been on? What kind of got you into this industry of like helping people to reprogram their subconscious mind? Totally. Yeah, I would love to tell you all about that. So I am from Canada. I am myself in my late 20s. So obviously in the midst of so many life changes, so much personal development, all of those things that we all go through as young women. But what really introduced me to the world of NLP and coaching was actually exactly what you're listening to right now. It was a podcast. I was on a road trip and there was a podcast that I always listened to. I listened to every single episode And they had this guest on who was a life coach. And at the time, I didn't know anything about life coaching. And I was kind of like, like, I don't know if I'm going to love this episode. Like, maybe it's a skip. But I was on such a long road trip. I was like, whatever, I'll just give it a go. Got nothing to lose. And that entire episode changed my entire life, as we now know from the other side of things. Um. It was this amazing young woman from Toronto, Canada, and she was talking all about her experience learning about coaching the exact same way I did through a podcast she was listening to. So it was really interesting to see the idiosyncrasies there. And it really just talked about how everything in your subconscious mind completely dictates your perceived reality and all of the results you get in life. And at the time I was dealing with, you know, we all have those health goals that we're striving so hard to get to, but something always seems to pop up in front of us like an invisible shield and keep us where we are. And I had goals with money. I had goals with work and I just was feeling really unhappy in the job I was working, really unhappy in a couple areas of life. And I was like, huh, she's talking about some really interesting stuff that pertains to what I'm going through. Maybe this is an avenue I could explore for myself. So fast forward, I'm looking into this coaching certification that she went through. I'm looking into getting certified myself, how I can apply all of these tools and techniques through neuro-linguistic programming and coaching and hypnotherapy to myself to overcome these hurdles. And I'm like, it's, it's like a cheat code. Like it's like this untapped potential that all of us have that we were never taught. We weren't taught how to control our minds and we weren't taught how our perception works and how we can actually change that to be in alignment with our goals and the life we want to be living. And so I took that certification program. It was with an amazing group of women. We all practice the techniques on each other. So we're empowering each other. We're programming our minds for success. And then I started my own business. I quit my corporate job and now I'm coaching people just like me and you and a lot of the listeners, I'm sure, to achieve their goals, whether they believe they can when they start working with me or not. It's it's been amazing. It's been so, so rewarding, challenging in the most wonderful ways, but extremely exciting. Wow. What a journey. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of just not realizing what was possible until you kind of face it and experience it for yourself. 100%. And I love the fact that you went through everything and then you actually started the journey to actually just help yourself. And that's what then sparked this passion for you to be like, I'm going to help so many amazing other like women because I know what's actually possible, which is totally. And I think that helps, you know, people I work with 
have trust in the process because I was so skeptical. Like I said, I was like, I don't even know if I want to listen to this podcast episode. It sounds like a bunch of, you know, woo woo, but um, proving to myself that it worked on me first and then being the example to my clients say like, Hey, look, I'm sitting right in front of you talking to you. I did it. You can do it through the exact same ways. Yeah, absolutely. And because it's just so natural for us to just go through the days, not actually knowing that there is something that's there that's deeper. And it's like, well, I just can't get to that goal or I can't achieve that. And it's just because it's ticking along in the background without you recognizing. And the background is the subconscious mind. Like we talk about the conscious mind so often, right? You have to be conscious of this, stay conscious throughout your day. It's like, actually 95% of your life is run by your subconscious mind and the conscious mind is only 5%, right? A lot of people don't realize that the subconscious mind is like really running the show of your life and in a lot of ways that we're not in control of because we're unaware of it. Mm, absolutely. I always say to my clients, it's so much more than what meets the surface. And you start to peel back those first couple of layers. And you're like, oh, hello. Like there's more idea than I ever knew. Well, it's and like then- that iceberg metaphor, right? Yes. Like there's only a little bit above the water. That's the conscious mind. And then this huge piece of ice under the surface, keeping it grounded there is the subconscious. And it has so much more to do with what that piece is than what meets the eye above the water. It's the exact same. Yeah, literally. And it could have been something that happened years ago as a child that your mind is still playing out or protecting you from feeling that way again or something like that. Literally. Yeah. I didn't even think that was. I know it's insane. Like we when we were kids, like from age zero to seven, our we didn't have a conscious mind. So we weren't able to be like, oh, that's not true. Or "Mm, I don't like that. That doesn't align with the life I want to live. I'm going to, you know, dismiss that information. From zero to seven, we didn't have that logic. We didn't have that ability. So everything we saw, heard, experienced, like from our caregivers, teachers, coaches, anyone like that, it was like, this is absolute truth. And it it shaped our entire identity and belief system of the world and ourselves. And that's literally dictating all of your results now in life. And it's kind of scary, (laughs) right? Like we're not in control of it. Like some of us are very lucky to have an upbringing where it's like, okay, yeah, this is the lifestyle I want to be living as an adult. All of this aligns, but most often like not everything aligns. And that's where that invisible wall in front of you comes to be because it's these things that we learned when we weren't able to say, no, I don't want to believe that for the rest of my life that keeps cropping up in our adult lives. Absolutely. And I feel like, and I know for me on my personal journey as well, before actually getting to the root of everything and looking at how my subconscious mind was playing out, I was feeling so burnt out because it's like you have all of these goals and all these things that you want to achieve. And it's just like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And you're like, am I actually going to get there and achieve any of them? And you get to this point where you're just exhausted, fatigued, like brain fog. You're just like, I'm done. Like I am so burnt out. I don't even know why. A hundred percent. And it's because we've been taught that like in order to change, we need to change our actions and behaviors, right? You think about, okay, I have a new health goal. I want to go to the gym this many times a week, or whether it's a number, whether it's a feeling, whatever your goal is in the realm of health, you're like, okay, I got to go get a new workout set. I got to get a gym membership. I need to get like this big water bottle. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of buying things in order to enable ourselves to do that. And it's just your behavior. But really what makes the biggest difference is the subconscious levels of the mind, your identity, your beliefs, your values, your knowledge, right? Like the purpose you have to get toward that goal. If you just leave all of that the same and you just focus on changing your behaviors, okay, drink more water, go to the gym, eat healthier, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard it before. I've done it before. (laughs) Like we've all been sucked into that. You're always going to revert back to the subconscious levels of your mind. You will always go back to your identity of, yeah, I'm not that fit of a person. Even if your goals are, I'm super fit, I'm super healthy. 
you will always divert back to that. And that's why the burnout happens is because you're fighting this uphill battle basically against your subconscious mind because it just keeps reeling you back into where you were before. Mm, It's so interesting how it plays out like that. And so if somebody is constantly in that cycle of they have Mm -hmm. something, but they always keep falling back, would you say that that's like a sign of self-sabotage? And how can somebody become aware of that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Self-sabotage is a (laughs) huge topic in the realm of mindset, right? So basically, you know, when it comes to self-sabotage, it's anything that keeps you comfortable and where you were, right? So, and, and it can like come in any area of your life, right? So basically, you know how you set the, um, the temperature for your house and you have a, you have like a threshold, right? You have the maximum heat where it reaches that temperature. Okay. The air conditioning comes on to bring it back down or it reaches, you know, a certain temperature. Oh, that's too low. The heat's going to come on to bring it back up. It's what I call like a temperature gauge. And Basically, the same thing exists within your mind, right? You have your normal temperature or, you know, way of being, right? And this is those subconscious levels of the mind that I was talking about. It's your beliefs, it's your identity, it's your habits, all of those things that are controlled by your subconscious. And when you start to do better in life in any area, right? Maybe you're experiencing growth at work, you're getting a promotion, maybe you start earning more money, you're in a new romantic relationship, reaching your health goals, all of those good things, right? The things we want. That means your temperature is rising or you're kind of leaving your gauge of normal in your subconscious mind, right? So what's going to happen is the air conditioning is going to come on and bring you back down to normal. And your normal is where you were before you started, right? And that is where the unconscious self-sabotaging happens because, you know, like, say for those examples, right? Amongst your growth at work, you may just start feeling less motivated. You might start cutting corners or slacking a little bit, right? When you think no one else will notice, but then, right? Those are those things that are bringing you back down and you end up, you know, having a meeting with your manager about your performance, right? You're getting closer to where you were before or like, The romantic relationship example, you might start unconsciously picking a fight, doing things to disrespect yourself or your partner, all of those things we know, and you end up having less fun, less connection, and you might potentially lose it, right? Closer to what you were before, right? So in all of these cases, like your temperature gauge is trying to keep you where you were, keep you in the comfort zone because that's what it knows, right? Our minds love what we are most comfortable with. Because that's what it's used to, right? And because your success brings you out of that zone, your mind will do what it needs to do to get you back there without you even being consciously aware of it. And that's the really scary part. And that's why it can feel like so out of your control and so frustrating. Like, why am I doing this? It's your mind doing it without your conscious awareness, right? It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. (laughs) It's powerful. The mind really Mm. dictates like everything we go through. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just so interesting how it can play out like that. And I know for a lot of my clients, if even we use the example of binge eating is they will go, you know, a couple of weeks without binge eating. And then it's like, they've gone right back and they've like, Mm -hmm. oh my you know, I went this far. I thought I was doing so well. And then now I have another binge and it's like, okay, but why? Like, and the interesting thing is like, yeah, you go back to what you know, because it's comfortable, even if you want to change. Even if you hate it. Yeah. A hundred percent. So what you have to do is you need to do like, what would you do if your house, right? The temperature gauge, you need to change where the gauge is set. And so as your success goes higher, when you reach higher levels of success, you need to move your gauge up to that level. Right. And I basically call it like normalization or like you're recalibrating yourself to have this level of success be your new normal. So that your new like level of success, your promotion, your level of money, your relationship or your health, you're just like, that's normal. 
I'm not even crazy excited about it because this is just normal for me, right? And the heat or AC doesn't have to come on at this new level because it's just your constant and your new comfort zone, mm. right? That's mm -hmm. obviously a lot easier said than done, <laughs> right? Yeah. But there's lots of ways to do it. And it all relates back to those subconscious levels of the mind, the identity, beliefs, values, and emotions. And my favorite way to do this, like when I'm seeing a new level of success in my life is seeking proof that it's normal because our mind will be like, no, that was just a one-off. That's random. We're going to, we're going to have to do something to bring ourselves back. So seeking concrete proof of this new level of success, right? Make a note of it when you experience it, write it down and make a list of proof that I am at this new level with ease, right? And even when you go through something, whether it's, you know, having a certain amount of money in your bank account, if you have gone a certain amount of time without a binge or you're feeling really good about eating intuitively and being in tune with your body, speak it out loud. Like, this is normal for me. It's normal for me to experience this, you know, relationship with my body and food. It's normal for me to experience this level of love and trust in my relationship, this amount of money, whatever it is, and allow that to be the new version of you who's just comfortable with that level of success. And then if you want to take it a level further, which I'm always for, because I have, <laughs> I have all the, all the tips and tricks for <laughs> doing this, right? Make it like a task to find and create even more proof and make it like a game. And just continue proving to yourself, this this is who I am now. And when you do that, you're actually going to shock yourself with like more ideas are going to come flooding to your mind of other ways you can be successful in those same ways and other ways that you can show up and embody this version of yourself. I love that. And it makes so much sense, right? And I know that I've seen it in myself and so many of my clients is you almost get into this mindset of, well, I don't deserve to be here. Like I don't deserve to oh, be somebody 100%. who, you know, is has food freedom or I know for me in business, like each level that I'd go up, it's like, oh, but like I have these big dreams and big visions, but then I get to levels like, oh no, I don't, I don't deserve this. Like not good. And getting to that root of, okay, well, but why, why do you even think that way as well? And what's stemming underneath that too? hundred percent. Like when we were born, you know, we cried when we wanted to be held or to have, we were hungry or we needed to be changed. We cried until we got what we wanted. We weren't like, oh, I'll just like be hungry for a while because it's going to inconvenience you to feed me in the middle of what you're doing. Or, you know, oh, I see you're doing that over there. Like, I don't need to be held right now. Right. Like we do all that stuff now. Because we're like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience anyone mm -hmm. or like, I don't deserve to get what I want or what I need right now. We weren't born like that, but something along the way and very likely between the ages of zero and seven caused us to believe that we didn't deserve something, we weren't good enough for something, or we weren't worthy of something. And I always like to give this reminder, you know, like a lot of our programs come from our parents. And a lot of us love our parents very much, right? Like we're lucky to have them. And it's something that I tell all of my clients, like despite all of these beliefs that you may have that don't align with your future, right? That are technically negative beliefs that are blocking you that were inherited from your parents. Your parents likely inherited those beliefs from generations before them. And they're just doing the best they can with their circumstances, with the beliefs in their mind right? What they were given just as we were given. So it's kind of a way to not only have compassion for ourselves, our parents, but like anyone around us is all just doing the best we can with the cards we've been dealt in terms of the subconscious programs that we inherited from everything that was going on around us when we didn't have the choice or the capability to say, no, I don't want that program in my mind. No, I don't want to believe that. Right. So it kind of helps us understand each other and have a lot more compassion for the people in our lives for acting certain ways that don't agree with us. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's so powerful that we actually now have the opportunity to change it for ourselves and the rest of our lives. 
And it, I feel like there is such a big movement that is now actually happening as well about incorporating a lot more of mindset work in every area of life, like health, fitness, careers, relationships. Like it just, it levels you up and allows you to actually achieve the things that you want to achieve and live a life that's aligned to your values. It completely does. And it's so cool. I like, I, I have a part of my work with my clients where I'm like, you literally get to pick your beliefs as if you were picking out of a catalog. Like, I don't know if you did this when you were growing up, but in my area, like we would get the the catalog of all of the Christmas toys and you'd point at the ones, mom and dad, I want that one. I want that one. It's literally like that. You get to kind of define and create what you want to believe that is in alignment with your goals. And that the change in belief, the change in subconscious programming is what is going to get you there. It's what's going to you know, not make it feel like you're fighting that uphill battle. It's going to make it feel a lot more easy and natural instead of experiencing that burnout that we were talking about, making it feel so hard. Yeah, I could not agree more. I know that you touch on a bit around fixed mindset and growth mindset, which I also love because I feel like that can go into so many different areas of life. Did you want to talk us through what the difference is between them and also how you can actually then start to shift from a fixed mindset to more of a growth mindset? Sure. Yeah, and and I'm so glad that you just listed off all of those different areas of life, you know, relationship with yourself, romantic relationship, family, friends, health, wellness, money, all of those areas you can have a fixed mindset in all of those areas and you can have a growth mindset in all of those areas and they show up in different ways. So say, for example, you know, you have a fixed mindset when it comes to money, right? You basically are staying fixed in what you know. Fixed can also be, you know, interchangeable with stuck mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And basically, it is being stuck in the exact situation you are forever and saying, this is just how it is. This is how I am. This is my experience with money or whatever area of life. This is just my experience with my body. This is just my experience in romantic relationships. I'm destined for this. This is who I am, right? Doesn't sound very fun, especially if you're not enjoying that area of life, right? And so having the fixed mindset basically puts you in a box and just says like, this is who I am. I can't break out of this. And there's so much outside of the box, right? And that's where the growth mindset is. It's kind of like, it starts just with the awareness that you don't have to stay in it. And sometimes it feels so hard when you're in the fixed mindset. I've been in a fixed mindset, even semi-recently. Like you can be in fixed mindsets through different stages of your life for different pieces of your life, different things you're going through in each area and you can get fixed, you can get stuck. And so the biggest thing to do is realize that there is an outside of the box and that's where the word growth comes in, right? Growth means unstuck. Basically you can be stuck or unstuck. And when you're unstuck, you can grow. You have the ability to move around outside of the box, experience all of these different things that you literally didn't see like your perception blocked it because you were inside those four walls. So growth just means unstuck. It means aware that so much more is available to you and that things don't always have to be exactly how they've always been. Right. And it just shows yourself that there is proof that you can be different than what you once thought. There is proof that you can be different than what you saw when you were growing up, what your parents experienced, what your caregivers experienced. It's just the awareness that you can move away from that and kind of create your own story. I love that. I love how you keep touching on having proof as well, because the mind is so powerful and we obviously all have different ideas and perceptions of how things play out. And so one thing could happen in your mind could create this amazing story that then stops oh, yeah. you from achieving <laughs> these things. Whereas if you start to build up that proof against that thought that you're having, it allows you to be like, ah, okay, there is more here, or there is a different way that I can approach this. There is a, a chance and a possibility that I can achieve what I want to achieve. 100%. And the reason is because you've proved a negative belief wrong with that little bit of proof. 
And a negative belief can have us in an absolute chokehold for so long because when we believe something to be true, our mind will continue seeking proof and examples that say, Michaela, that's true. It's true. It's true. See that example. See that example. It searches for its own proof. Mm -hmm. And when you find something in your life that challenges your belief, you have two options. You're either like, oh my God, I'm so stressed psychologically. This doesn't make any sense. Or you change your belief. It's not true anymore because you have that proof. And when a belief isn't true in your mind anymore, you stop seeing all of those things that were validating that negative belief in your mind. And it opens you up to all of these other things in your perception that you, your mind was playing tricks on you. You literally didn't see it in front of you, even if there were so many reasons to believe that. Your mind was focusing on all of the reasons to believe the opposite thing that was hurting you. It just goes to prove how powerful the mind is. And what's that saying? What the mind believes the body achieves. Totally. Yeah. Because it it has such an impact on our physiology too. Like our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our physiology. And what do all of those things dictate if we achieve our goals or not? Right. Mm -hmm. It all starts within ourselves. It's not just doing a certain thing. Okay. I've achieved that goal. It's actually embodying this entire belief in yourself to achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you touched on transforming that fixed to growth mindset around money specifically. And I'd love to dive into this topic a little bit more because I know that for a lot of people, money mindset can be a very taboo topic, I reckon. And I just think it needs to be something that is spoken about more freely and it's more open because money is literally everywhere. Everything that we have, money got it there. And so I know for me, like I definitely have gone from a place where, you know, I had, I didn't even want to look at my bank accounts. I didn't want to know how much was in there. Like, right. Like it was just, it's almost like I had this toxic relationship with money. I didn't have that free flowing of, oh, okay. You know, like it's a transaction. It's just that transaction Mm -hmm. of energy. It's currency comes and goes. And for me, I had to do so much work to get myself to a point where I actually do have a good relationship with money and like, it just, it changes the game. Right. But I talk to so many does. Yeah. And they're just so stagnant and they feel this constant resistance to money about money. And I always say like with a lot of my clients, it's funny because how they lead one area of their life is how like it plays out in multiple different areas of their life. And so for a lot of them, the relationship that they have with food and themselves is also playing out with the relationship that they have with money. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> like didn't even think this was like, a topic to go into, but it's so interesting when you actually start to unpack it. So I'd love to know your advice where somebody could even start when they do want to start to change their relationship with money. Totally. And just like you said, you said, I had a lot to unpack with that. And everyone on the planet does because Mm -hmm. money is such an interesting, you know, part of our lives that is very integral, but at the same time, doesn't have a lot of meaning to some people. To some people, it means everything, right? And everyone has a past with money and everyone has their own money story is what I like to call it. And your money story is basically your entire childhood and what you saw, right? It always comes back to that. I sound like a broken record sometimes, but it's so true. How did your parents deal with money? Did they talk to you about money? Like all of those things shape your money story and it dictates how you feel about money now, right? So maybe you had everything you wanted. Your family could afford everything you wanted and needed when you were growing up. You likely feel the same way now and you are able to earn and pay for the things that you want and need with ease. But for some people, money was a huge struggle and you didn't have a lot of money. And likely now in your adult life, you struggle with money. You only buy things when they're on sale. Money stresses you out. Like you said, like you couldn't even look at your bank account. Like I've had those stages in my life before too. And it is scary. Like it creates this visceral reaction in your body because you feel lack. And what happens when you have a negative money story and a negative money story doesn't have to be 
treacherous. Like it doesn't have to be so bad. But when I say negative in the term of a money story, the term of a negative belief, negative just means anything out of alignment with exactly what you want. So even something pretty good could be negative for you because it's out of alignment. doesn't mean it's bad. It's just out of alignment with what you want. So if you grew up in a household where, you know, things were out of alignment with what you want to be experiencing now, you have a negative money story. And that could be prohibiting you from reaching your goals when it comes to money in your life, right? And so what you need to do is unpack it, right? You need to remember, you need to think about your past, you need to journal, right? Figure out what those negative beliefs are and see how you're playing it out. It can be hard to do because sometimes it's like, oh, shoot, like I'm really in the thick of it right now playing out these negative money beliefs. But to be aware of them and to observe them, it puts you in the driver's seat. It puts you in control of seeing, okay, I was able to see how this is showing up in my life. I was able to see where this came from and I've traced it. And now I've identified it as out of alignment in my life. And then once you have those concrete beliefs, and maybe it's just like, I struggle with money or there's not enough money to go around. I don't have enough money for the lifestyle I want, right? I can't afford things. Like they can be so simple and have the hugest impact on your life. And what you need to do is we're going to talk about proof again, right? These are free things to do. Like you can obviously work with a practitioner and completely change your beliefs with NLP, with hypnotherapy, with all of these amazing tools that we have. But what I want to talk about most and spend the most time on is what you can do literally tomorrow, what you can do for free that's in your control right now just by listening to this podcast. So how can you prove those negative money beliefs wrong, right? How can you prove to yourself, hey, I actually can afford this thing that isn't on sale, Mm -hmm. right? I actually can afford these things. I actually have the ability to make money in different ways, right? There's all these things that if we're in that box, we can't see them. But once we identify the box that we're in, we kind of break open the walls and we're able to see all of the opportunities where we can grow. And also, where, what are your money goals? A lot of us are like, I just don't want to be broke. I just, I just want to not struggle with money anymore, right? We see that not, not, not. It's what we want to move away from. But something about the subconscious mind is that it can't process negative words. So when you say, I don't want to be broke, it just hears, I want to be broke, mm. right? How's that for an affirmation? <laughs> <laughs> I want to struggle with money all over again, Right. We need to state it positively because the subconscious mind loves a sure shot direction to go in. It wants specificity. It wants a clear goal. So what are your money goals, right? If it's a certain dollar amount, if it's a certain lifestyle, if you want to just be afford, like able to afford to take a certain trip every year, right? They can be completely specific to you. And that's the most important part is that it's not what so-and-so wants, right? It's not what the person you see on social media wants. It's what you actually want. Because another thing about the subconscious mind, if you don't truly, truly want it, your mind knows, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're just going to be spinning your wheels, working toward this goal that you don't actually want. And your mind's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Who who are you trying to be? Like, It can see straight through you. So Mm -hmm. define your money goals, whether it's an amount, whether it's, you know, a salary, whether it's a certain lifestyle and write out like journaling is so powerful for this because we can say all day long, I know, I know this, I'm aware of this. But once you put pen to paper, it's like <laughs> you get out so much more and it's so much more direct and powerful. So ask yourself, why do I want that? Why is that important to me? How is that going to impact my life? How is that going to impact the lives of the ones I love in my life? That's a big, powerful question, right? What does it mean to me? All of those things, you're creating so much more love and passion with your goal about money. And then it's not just about money. 
Because when you answer those questions, it always comes back to safety. It comes back to security and it comes back to being able to spend time with the people you love. That's what your money goal comes back to time and time again. It's never about the actual money. And that's when it just whoop turns something on in your brain that it's like, whoa, this means literally so much to me. It tugs on my heartstrings and my emotions so much that you end up getting this motivation, this force under you. And that also helps you overpower those negative beliefs because now it's not about money anymore. It's about love. It's about time. It's about connection, right? Moves your focus to the other things that you really do also want to achieve. Totally, totally. And then money is just like a positive byproduct of that. It's something that allows you to do all of those other things things right we come back to it's the tool it's the exchange right it's so cool I remember for me one of the most powerful tools that I used as well was sitting down and actually writing a letter to money like as if money was somebody I've actually never done that mm, tell me more I'm curious it might sound bizarre to some people but literally you write it out like dear money this is how I feel our relationship currently is and this is you know the possibilities why and this is actually where I want our relationship to get to. And so it really highlights, okay, well, this is how we currently are. Like we're in a bad place or I'm feeling like this is really toxic or maybe it could be like, we're amazing. Like we're great. We're on great terms, which is good. And then it's like, this is why I think it has played out like this. Maybe it's something that's happened in the past. Maybe it's, you know, the way that you saw your parents with money, whatever it is. And then it's like, but this is also where I want us to get to. So you kind of see that path of it's like, okay, well, I would love for us to have that free flowing relationship where you don't stress me out, where you don't make me anxious, where it is just that transaction and that of energy, that currency just coming in and out. And it, for me, it just highlighted everything. And it felt really strange at first and a bit uncomfortable to be like, okay, I'm writing this out as if it's, it's somebody, but it gave me so much insight into where it came from, what I had to continue to unpack and then where I wanted to go from there. Yeah. The the coolest thing that I got from that is that you've personified money because Mm. we think of all these things in our life, like food, money, whatever it might be, all of these things that we do have emotional relationships with. Right. But we don't, we don't consider them emotional relationships. It's food, right? It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have the ability to connect with me. Same with money. It actually does. And it, it, it has a huge impact on our lives, on our bodies, on our abilities, like all of these things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool that you personified money and we're able to be like, Hey, like, can I reason with you here for a second? Like, yeah. let's talk about this as if you would talk to literally a person in your life that you were setting a boundary with or like wanting to improve your relationship with, right? You do it in the exact same way. And I think that's so cool. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, I would love to know, because I'm sure there's so many out there, what some of the most common myths are that you hear about the subconscious mind. That is a good question. I think that, well, there's the big one of like, oh, the subconscious is different than the unconscious. Mm. And it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that huge part of your mind that has everything to do with your identity, your beliefs, your values. Even in my techniques and in my coaching, I use the words interchangeably. Um, and I think that's something really important to note. What else? I think you know, one of the most common misconceptions around mindset work is that you do it and then you're good. And as much as we would all like to take the pill and have it all be better, it's your mind. You have it for the rest of your life and it's something you will work on daily, right? Your mind is fluid right? There's this thing called neuroplasticity. It's our mind's ability to grow and change and adapt based on what we're feeding it, what we're facing in life, right? And so through neuroplasticity, we can, we can change, right? It's as if you're, you know, walking through a forest and you have this one trail that you walk all the time, right? It's easy. You can breeze through it. There's nothing in your way, right? But that trail might lead to somewhere you don't really want to go anymore, Mm. right? You're getting this result. You're like, nah, you know what? It's easy to get there, right? Because I'm so used to it. It's such an easy trail. 
but I actually want to go to this side of the forest now. That's where my desire lies. And so the first time you walk there, you're like, oh my gosh, I need like a full on machete and like boots and things. So I don't get scraped up. And it takes a long time to get to that side of the forest. Cause you've never walked that path before. Right. But if you keep walking that path, mm-hmm. it gets easier and easier. You stomp down the grass, you stomp down the plants, you make way for yourself and it gets easier. Right. And now the other path has grown over right? Because you're not walking through it. Mm. You're not getting that result anymore. You're at this new side of the forest. Same thing for your mind. The more you do something, the easier it gets, the more you get that desired result. But you can easily go back to that other path, right? It can be your self-sabotage. It can be an event in your life. Maybe you've done all of this mindset work and something really tough happens to you. You can be going a different way through the forest. You can be ending up with a different result. Like we are all human. And so, yeah, I guess the most common misconception about mindset work and and the subconscious mind is that it's, you know, you do all this work, you end up getting to where you want, and then that's it. Like mm, might not be the best news for everyone today, <laughs> yeah. but it takes, it takes consistency and it takes being aware. But as soon as you make that, you know, decision for yourself and that promise for yourself and, you know, just the dedication to be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to show up for this that's when everything changes because you now have this level of awareness that you didn't have before to know I got to show up for myself because if I don't, I'm going to start heading that way in the forest over and over again. And it's not going to be what I want. I have to Mm -hmm. be consistent. I have to show up. And that can be in so many different ways. It doesn't have to feel hard. You can find ways that feel good and easy to you. And honestly, if it feels like a slog, you're probably doing something out of alignment with yourself and you can experiment and try different things. Yeah, I love that. And if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? Like if you don't actually actively change your actions, you're just going to keep getting the same results. A hundred percent. And again, it's not what all of us want to hear because we staying in that comfort zone is very comfortable, (laughs) very easy, but it's going to keep us where we are. It's going to keep us where we are. Awesome. Now I do have some quick fire questions for you. Are you ready for these? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. What is one thing you must do every morning to set your day up? Okay, so I I do a lot of things, but I think the most important one and the thing that if I were to give advice to anyone listening to this is to be yourself before you are you for anyone else. So For me, that's, you know, work, family, friends, right? I need to do something alone with myself so I can be Kelsey for me before I'm Kelsey the coach, before I'm Kelsey the partner, before I'm Kelsey the friend and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. And this is different every day based on how I'm feeling, how much time I have in my schedule. And a lot of the time it's a walk outside, it's journaling, a meditation, a little workout. And if I'm super strapped for time, I literally just go to my window and look at the sun, like look into the sun and just like breathe for a minute and just be quiet. Like it can take 60 seconds, but in that moment, I am being me for me before I'm checking my phone, before I'm replying to anything, before I'm doing a work task. And it just, some it's just something that teaches my mind that I am my own person for myself before anyone else. And that's something that I lost a lot through different stages of life. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. It's like, okay, up and on the go, right? Up and on the go to do this for someone else. Up and on the go to do this for my job. We kind of lose that relationship with ourselves and it bleeds into other areas of life too, right? That's when you start putting other people before yourself in a way that, you know, kind of hurts or it doesn't seem to in the moment, but compounded over time, when you keep giving yourself and giving yourself, it, it really depletes your energy. So doing that consistently every morning to be me for me before anyone else has made a really big change. Oh, but got to put your oxygen mask on first and then you can help Exactly, exactly. What is one thing that everyone can do every day to improve their life? I think just remember that your mind will try to convince you of what you already believe. 
Mm. Just remembering that, whether it's just the awareness, just saying it, if you want to put a sticky note, just say, my mind will try to convince me of what I already believe. Because if you have the belief in your mind that you're destined to struggle, your mind, like we said, with money, it's going to show you more and more reasons to believe you are destined to struggle, even if you are surrounded with like equal or more reasons to believe that you're destined to succeed. So just being aware that your mind is searching for evidence of what you already believe is so, so powerful because it kind of helps you understand that things in your reality might not always be what they seem, right? So knowing this questioning everything, questioning why you believe something and trying to figure out where it came from has been something really powerful. And it doesn't have to be these overarching, like big life beliefs. It can be just little things that you see examples of in your everyday life. Just question them, right? And here's the best tool ever to help you kind of call BS on your negative beliefs, right? Whether it's like, oh, I can't do this, I'm not capable of this, or this isn't possible for me because of blank, it's going to be different for everyone. Two questions, right? Ask yourself two questions. One, was I born believing this, right? Have I believed this about myself for my entire life since the moment I was born? And two, is this the same case for every person on planet earth? Mm. Two very simple questions. And I'm willing to bet that the answer is going to be no. Right. And if the answer is no, you know that that is a negative belief that you've just inherited from some point in your life and that it's not necessarily true. And just the awareness of it not being true challenges that belief in your subconscious. And then you can start to shift your mindset about it. Love it. Stay curious. Question every single thing. Question everything. Mm, What is your favorite quote and why? Mm, This one is on my website because I love it so much. It's as you sow in your subconscious mind, so shall you reap in your body and environment. And it's from Joseph Murphy. And the reason I love this one is because of how completely just blatantly true and impactful it is, right? All of the information in your subconscious mind, it shapes and molds your entire perception of reality, your internal reality, right? Your thoughts and feelings and emotions, And your external reality, your results, the life you live, your physical body, your home, your relationships, all of it, right? So if you change what is in your subconscious mind, you do in turn change your internal and external reality. So powerful. Now, one question that I love to ask all my podcast guests is, in the distant future, when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? And now this could be something that you've actually already achieved, or it could Mm -hmm. also be something that you're hoping to do in the future. Good question. I think think I'm in the middle of it. (laughs) Haven't fully achieved it yet, but I've also achieved a good deal of it. And I think it's just being curious and being passionate about neuro-linguistic programming, something that isn't super widely adopted and explored, as well as coaching and being brave enough to quit my very cushy and steady job to make coaching and helping people with NLP my career, even though it was extremely scary and has been challenging at times, like to take that huge risk and have clients in turn literally tell me on the screen they used to hate themselves and now they actually love themselves and they're crying telling me that. Like it's so special and makes all of that risk and hard work so, so incredibly worth it. And I'm just extremely proud of myself for being the person to help incredible people realize how incredible they are, even if they don't realize it when they start working with me and just see them and support them and empower them to go after what they really desire. Because so many of us are so scared to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad to see how stuck and fixed that we've become because of just our programming, things that weren't out of our control. So being able to help people and inspire people to take that control back and change in very important ways is something I'm I'm very, very proud of. Amazing. And absolutely you should be because it is 
so incredible what you're doing helping so many other people to transform their lives and this is it right like this is our one shot at life we don't get a take it seriously two of this is and i know and unfortunately a lot of people realize that after so much time has been lost that they could have been enjoying their life so much more Mm, yeah absolutely now did you want to tell the audience if you have anything exciting coming up that you wanted to share with them or where the listeners can go to find you well what i have coming up in my life personal life it's summer here in canada so i have some much anticipated time in the sun <laughs> with some friends and family but work-wise yeah never um super super exciting i've opened up enrollment again for my mindset coaching program which i am so so excited to work with clients through again after a little hiatus and this is my 12 module private coaching program where i basically take you through the entirety of transforming and reprogramming your subconscious mind for all of the goals you have in each area of life which we talked a lot about today all of those different areas of life we have all of our individual challenges in those areas because of our programming And we have all of our desires in those areas. And so this program basically allows you to bridge the gap between and achieve those goals and basically repeat the process over and over again. So you can just be empowered and confident facing all of your life's challenges and all of your evolving goals way out into the future. So I'm excited, very, very excited for that. It's so much fun. I'm also opening up single sessions. They're already open. Um, so if you want to just experiment and try out with NLP, if you do all of these things that we talked about, all of that free advice um, on this podcast and you want to put it into more action, I would love to help you. That would be very fun for me. I also have a virtual community for women who are all striving to improve their mindset and support one another. And in this community, you can ask me any and all of your questions. Tell me all of the details of what you're going through and I will give you free coaching, right? This is my way of kind of making all of this work accessible to as many people as possible because everyone deserves it, right? It's called Being Her. And the reason I chose that name for the community is because I feel like we all have that version of ourselves that we strive to be and strive to show up as. And for me, I always say like, oh, her, like she would do that, right? And it's me stepping into that version of me. So you can join that for free at my website. It is www.kelseyacres.com. And then I'm also on social media on Instagram and TikTok. And it's just Kelsey Acres. So please just like, I invite you to chat with me. I love talking clearly as you <laughs> learned on this podcast. I can talk wherever. But really, I would love to talk to you about what you're going through, what's keeping you stuck, what your goals are, and what questions you have about your mindset and how you can just show up as a better version of yourself. Amazing. And I'll put Yeah, all strike the links up to a chat. everything in the show notes so everybody can have easy access to it Amazing. all. But thank you so much, Kelsey, for coming on and sharing everything that you have. I'm sure the listeners are walking away with so many tools that they can go and put in place straight away. I hope so. I hope so. They deserve it. Everyone does. What an incredible episode today with Kelsey. I'm sure that you're walking away with some good tools and tricks to start to implement to work through your subconscious mind. I would love to hear what your key takeaways were. So just head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's. As always, I absolutely love chatting with you and connecting with you all. So shoot me through a DM, but I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night whenever you are listening to this. And I will chat with you in the next episode very soon. Until then, you take care. Bye.